0: The running blogger. As I dove into improving my mental health, I felt called to share what I was learning. Every day, I would run nine kilometers on the beach. Every day, I'd have such crystal clear clarity. Every day, I'd arrive home to write about the amazing epiphanies I'd had on my super old blogger account, Carlosophies. And every day, I'd sit at my keyboard, not be able to find what had seemed so glaringly clear on the beach. It felt like I was tuning into a radio station and the signal was super clear, but by the time I'd arrive home, it would be back to static. I knew I wanted to document what I was experiencing, so I started to take my video camera with me. This was before phones had great video, so each day I hit the beach with my chunky yellow handheld video camera, so incognito, and when the transmission started to come through, I'd hit record. When I got home, if it was decent, I'd upload it to YouTube. I called it The Running Blogger. The impact this small act made to my life was huge. It was such a big exercise in trust, in allowing myself to be seen. Let's face it, running on the beach might seem romantic, but it involves huffing and puffing, being out in the elements, and often a tomato red sweaty face. It's not pretty, but it was real. It was a way for me to process, somewhat publicly, what was going on for me emotionally. And it might seem like a big, bold thing to do – and I guess it kind of was, but I was learning through the group therapy that I wasn't alone in having these thoughts. I wasn't alone in feeling shit about myself. I wasn't alone in feeling like life was supposed to be something more. It was a big leap towards healing myself, creating something bigger than me, extending myself outside this deep, dark hole through the magic of service, through the magic of communication, through the magic of expression, a ladder of my own creation built from the bottom up. Ah, yes, service didn't mean I had to be doing something to save the planet. It could be as simple as sharing my story, something I really didn't fully embrace until I started writing this book. Something inside me told me that if I could be brave enough to share this stuff, that it would definitely help me and help others. When I tell people about this, they seem surprised. I mean, it's a pretty vulnerable thing to do, right? Video yourself running on the beach while you're recovering from depression, sharing your thoughts and feelings with the world. It feels bigger to other people than it felt to me at the time. It wasn't like a lightning bolt of inspiration, though I did fantasize about it being the thing that took me from zero to Oprah. And don't get me wrong, there was definitely fear and self-doubt present. I mean, fuck, I was running on the beach filming myself. For anyone who might have seen me, I must have looked like a total twat. And I usually made sure I was a couple of Ks down the beach before I'd start recording to reduce the chances of someone seeing me. But this was one of those things I knew I had to do, even if I looked like a total fuckhead. I'd be lucky to have 50 views on most of those videos. But I can tell you the impact it had on those who watched them, because they told me. Friends and family started sending me private messages on Facebook telling me how they too had had depression but had never spoken about it. How those videos gave them permission to share their pain and struggle with someone else, even if it was just me. How they felt better about themselves knowing they weren't alone. It gave me a sense of meaning, a sense that this was bigger than just me, that I wasn't alone. It was definitely the start of something, of what, I wasn't sure. I probably only did it for a few months before I got bored and moved on to the next thing, but it certainly left an impact, and it certainly opened up some doors for me. I recognised it was safe for me to not only have feelings, but also to talk about them, in public. That it was safe for me to be seen without a face full of makeup, sweating and puffing and panting and putting what was inside of me out into the world, and in doing so really impact others who were feeling alone in their struggle. It was safe for me not to be perfect. And that was a game changer. This is one area I see most people really struggle with, getting themselves on camera, and here I was back in 2010, recording myself as I was moving through one of my lowest points. Earlier today, someone in a mastermind I'm part of asked if he needed to do video. He was struggling with showing up, said his main resistance to doing it was that he looked tired. He couldn't get the lighting right. Maybe he needed to buy some better lighting, get some more sleep and start exercising. Why is that? Why do we feel we need to have all the ducks lined up, all the answers ready? The map clearly outlined before we take action on something. The need for perfection, for certainty, when it's quite clear no one is perfect and nothing is certain, but death, of course, and taxes. (laughs) Yes, taxes. We are so paralysed by our need to look a certain way in the eyes of others that we don't do the things we want or need to do. Fear, wanting to fit in, be accepted. You know where it all leads, right? To the doctor's office, to a diagnosis of depression and anxiety. We need to give less fucks about what people think and more fucks about who we really are. If I can record a video of myself trying to make sense of my mental health state and put those videos on YouTube, you can certainly hit start on that Facebook Live or start your Instagram feed or come out of the entrepreneurial closet.